This is David Geckel, a Leeds United fan. And guess what? We're still here, bitches. And you're listening to the DU Football Show. We're still here, bitches. The question would be, how much longer is the way it's been going for them lately? That is absolutely true. We'll see what happens. You know, there's a long season left to go. Don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. A lot Uh, of naked physio time, I think. Oh, so much naked physio time. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Bramby. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your sicko, Hugh, Sam Houston, and across the way from me... You know what? I don't even have the effort for it tonight. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Our resident fuckboy, Sam Graham. I'll take care of it. Ain't no laws for drinking the claws, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Lucky you fucks Fuck with the black Delta cherry. Omega, bro. <laughs> so lucky you fucks with the black cherry. It really, really is. It's not even a real frat, is it? <laughs> no. I, I, what? Can't play flip cup? What the fuck, man? <laughs> I want to play, play s- quarters. Man, no, man. Got to play some serious beer dye on this table, man. <laughs> This looks solid. We could play some serious beer die. Yeah. How you doing over there, Mr. Graham? Doing very well. Now. As I ask you, right as you're taking a sip of beer. Thank you very really much. Kind Professional of broadcasting. Uh, I'm doing very well, thanks. Now. Excellent. Very a long good. weekend. Oh, Subscribe dude. to Patreon.com to find out why. Look at you. Already fucking okay. wearing it out. I am a whore. I do look good in shorts. It was hot enough today. I'm wearing shorts. So I got my leg out waiting for a taxi driver. You know what I'm saying? Papa's got to pay some medical bills. <laughs> We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. Check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Start off by refusing the CT scan, I'll tell you that. Uh-huh, uh, <laughs> it's at DU Football Show and uh, uh, all the social media is DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Um, and then we got a couple extra things that I will tell you about later. Lovely. One of which I already told you about, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already know about that one. But you can always do what I like to do, have people do, which is drive your happy ass over here. That's right, boys and girls. Stat boy, lead supporter, self-hatred man himself, Mr. David Geckel is here. Geckel, how you doing, man? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me over. Uh, Getting into some beers, getting into some whiskey. It's... uh, you're gonna make fun of me, and it'll be, it'll be a good time. Exactly, exactly. Especially with that high energy. I mean, that's really solid. You know, were <laughs> <laughs> we doing our best Ben Stein over there? Go ahead and pass one over to Mister uh, Graham our too. Best we Ben Stein. Bueller, 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 Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> oh. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. We continue with Whiskey Advocates Top 20. Mr. Graham, what are we drinking? 
Uh, so we actually have... hold the fuck on. Uh-oh. I have a bottle of fucking Malort right here, brand fucking new, <laughs> uncracked. And I told you, producer Mel was taking the first fucking hit off of this. You thought I forgot? I didn't fucking forget. I've still got COVID. If I, I'm still COVID, uh, I can't. You, I'm not you hit the mute good. button and drink your fucking Malort. <laughs> If I got to do a shot of it tonight and Gex got to do a shot of it tonight, you know who's got to do a shot first? Fucking her. Hey. I have two shots coming to me. A makeup shot from last week when I was like on my quasi death. Well, that's this one. But can we also just quickly comment on the sound that Sam's probably never heard before that I can't mention because we're in a family forum right now? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, that. Uh, 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 I'll just leave that alone then. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a family show. I I like the show because it's not uh, yeah, a family show. Yeah, but we're on Facebook publicly. We're on Twitter publicly. <laughs> oh yeah, but I have the uh, I have the limits. You have to be eighteen or over to watch us hey. on YouTube. Oh good, so I'll make I'm the deep throat sued. joke then. Not a problem. <laughs> Got that e. That was yes. the sound that happens yes, when she deep throats. Sam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter if she gags as long as I'm getting a blowjob. I'm fucking happy. <laughs> okay, I'm, I, this is not du after dark. That's the kind of shit we do on the Patreon. I tried show. to leave it alone. I tried to leave it alone, and they all go to me into it. Um, I don't remember why I'm doing this because I think you I, lost. I know. I don't remember how we lost. I was COVID week, so it was Newcastle. Ugh. And it's I have a fucking oh, Newcastle. That's perfect. Uh huh. Fuck, we lost in Newcastle. Yeah, you did. Son of a bitch. Ouch. Hey, COVID, is your taste back? Unfortunately. Good. <laughs> Pass that over there because you and I are sharing a glass tonight. Uh-oh. <laughs> Careful, Mel. You, you might, never mind. Well, since you've already <laughs> since you've already broached the topic, yes, we've shared bodily fluid, <laughs> so I feel okay with sharing a fucking shot glass with her. Mr. Graham, the floor is yours. Let's talk about what's on Whiskey Advocate. I was going to say something else. It was naughty. Uh, the Arden Maturin... <laughs> That's a mouthful. Ardenamurchin. 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 There we go. Probably not how you pronounce it, but that's how it's spelled. Uh, this is the AD32102. Let's say Ardenamurchin. It's not French, mate. That CH is going to be an S. Ardenamurchin. I don't know. Call your lady up. Tell her to fucking. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> call it. L-E-D-I-A-G is Lashag, not Ladeg. That's true, yeah. All right, anyway, uh, it is. Um, this is the AD uh, 032102. Uh, this clocks in at 46.8% by volume, which, if I'm now uh, filled enough to do my math correctly, should be 93.6 proof. Uh, it, it clocks in at about 65 bucks, which, again, it's a list. Expect a little more. This comes in at number 12, uh, and your review comes from David Fleming, uh, who is on the tasting panel for the Whiskey Advocate Top 20. Uh, this is uh, was rated, sorry, in 93 by the panel, and is a Highland single malt scotch. An impressive start from one of Scotland's newest single malt distillers, located on the remote Indomaturin Peninsula in the Western Highlands. Indomaturin Distillery, I feel like he's fucking with me now, just writing it as many times as he can. <laughs> yeah, of course. Goddamn right up. And a mature distillery produces both a peated and non-peated whiskey. That's interesting. A lot of places don't do that. Uh, and then combines the two. The result is a soft, peaty, honeyed profile with gentle notes of lemon, poached pear, sea salt, and light drifts of peat smoke. Vanilla cream, ripe peaches, and apricot jam at the finish, closing with a final note of peat, artfully made, most notably with its subtle integration of smoke. 
I would just about 100% agree with that. Yeah. It is fucking delicious. It is a perfect, perfect pitcher of what a Highland whiskey should taste like. Yeah. Not too much peat, a little bit of smoke, a little bit of that campfire, but not like an eye lay with that punch you in the face campfire, which I think next week we're doing a Port Charlotte, which is going to be, oh, fuck, you're chewing on a campfire log, you know, kind of deal. This is beautifully executed and for the third week in a row sam allow me to say exactly the fucking whiskey that should be on this list yes uh, you get uh, definitely <laughs> that that lemon and honey you definitely mm-hmm. get that apricot for sure the peat smoke is layered throughout you get it right up front real quick then it goes away you taste all those other flavors and you get it again at the finish it is fucking delightful this what this whiskey is fantastic not not iodiney it's no, just not at all just not band-aid either yeah it's just smoky, and yeah. it's not even that smoky. You know what this reminds me of, honestly? Mm-hmm. But you also get a little bit of that brine mm-hmm. that you get from the Highlands a lot of times because they age outside yeah. uh, traditionally. This is very Highland Park to me. Yeah, fair enough. But like this reminds me a ton of Balvini, uh, uh 14-year-old Pete Week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you kiss have... Kiss Pete. Yeah, kiss of Pete, but you have the traditional style of the area it's from as the underlying flavor profile right and then you have that nice little kind of wavy peatiness throughout it's delicious i'm i'm in on this whiskey this is good whiskey all right mr uh Geckel, i know you're not a big whiskey drinker but you've been kind of drinking whiskey when you hang out with us and stuff like that um i don't think we've <laughs> sound like a drug deal you don't really do meth but when you're with us you smoke <laughs> you know <It's> like... <laughs> i mean when not wrong when, when in rome i mean come on um um I don't think we've had you drink many um, single malts or Scottish whiskeys around us. What, what's what's your thoughts on the whiskey? What do you think? I so I I get a little smoke at the end, mm-hmm. but it's not overpowering. Mm-hmm. Yep. I get a lot of vanilla with the tongue trick you taught me. Yep. <laughs> oh god, that doesn't sound right. But no. <laughs> let it well, how, let, how you let tongue rest yeah. on your tongue so the alcohol vapors burn down so then you can actually I taste know. the flavors of the whiskey. I know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot more fun when it's innuendo. <laughs> you want real innuendo. Say there's only three, four men in this world that know that tongue trick, and it's me, Taylor, Rob, and Geckle now. Well, you you, you know a very special tongue trick there, Mr. Graham. We'll be practicing that on the couch tonight when we are doing our Patreon uh, thank you appreciation videos. Yeah, but yeah, both neat Can't and wait. with a rock, a big square rock. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. I really like it. Excellent. It's very like, good. Perfect. It's how how many um how many Scottish whiskeys have you uh, had before? Have you had much experience with them? <laughs> Probably Doers. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the blend. To be honest with you, I used to sell Doers. Doers and soda is a good fucking drink. I'm sorry. If anybody always goes ew, Scotch well, and soda, I'm like, have you nah, drank a Scotch and soda? Because the Scotch and soda tastes really fucking. There's good. A, absolutely a place for them. If yeah. I'm drinking a whiskey on the rocks, though, it's not going to be a blend. Oh god no. I want body to my whiskey i want intense flavor i want to know i'm drinking fucking whiskey yeah and single malt bourbon rye that's the way to go as long as made properly you know but no there's absolutely nothing wrong with the doers and ginger or jameson and ginger Mm -hmm. or a a johnny walker and and coca-cola there's nothing (laughs) wrong with that at all Mm -mm. not one bit or a scotch and soda drink your whiskey the way you want to drink your fucking hundred percent yeah there's nothing wrong with that at all but if i'm drinking something on the rocks i want to know i'm fucking drinking it uh yeah, the the this is a home run. This is a big. I'm totally in for this. this yeah, is it's great. Not not that the whiskeys have been poor along the way, but the last three weeks in particular, this is why I enjoy doing this list with yeah, you. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it's an affordable whiskey, 
that was tough to find, but not impossible to find. It was with a smaller distributor, so you're not going to find it in every liquor in store. Everywhere, yeah. But um, or in every state, really, and, right, because of that. And a newer, a newer single malt house, which there, you know, aren't many brand new single malt. And houses. most of the single malt houses are owned by a bigger company, pretty much across the yeah. board, all yep. across the board. If there's a major spirit company you know of. They probably own a single malt house, if not multiple single malt houses. Yep. Um, but it just, that's absolutely fantastic. I'm very happy with it. What else should we always do, Mr. Graham? Make sure to drink responsibly. Mr. Gecko, why don't you cheers with me? Cheers. Slancha, as the yeah, Irish would say. <coughs> Sometimes, Graham, you just got to open <laughs> with truly kick ass matches, even when it displeases. Both of the people sitting here. Tottenham City 3, Manchester City 2, Manchester United 4, Leeds 2. Uh, Spurs shocked the champions. Again. Uh, this is the bogey team of Manchester City is fucking Tottenham. So before I go into the punditry. Right. This was the <laughs> perfect game for a neutral. The problem yeah. is I am not neutral. This game was shit. Right, of course. Hated it. Hated every second of it. Hated the way it finished. Don't like it at all. Now that that's out of the way and this, uh, the uh, disclaimer's done, um, this was about as prime time as prime time gets in terms of performance. Both teams going after it. The only thing that was lacking that could have and should have happened was a red card to Romeo. Yeah. That's what they needed. Or yeah. Romero, is it? Yeah. They needed... Um, they needed a red card because the game had everything else. There were a couple little chippiness. A couple mm -hmm. little things happened. Um, and briefly, because uh, uh, some of the Fantasy League in D2 is not Patreon yet. Mm. So I do have to put a disclaimer. I truly believed Kulisevsky was going to be overrun in mid. I thought he was going to start because he came out played okay last time when he was mm -hmm. subbed on. This was his first start for Tottenham. I thought he was going to get overrun in midfield, probably pick up a couple cards. And the way Tottenham had been playing recently... City would have dominated and probably won three 0 so I thought I was gonna. That's where I was gonna get my negative points because he would have got an, uh, at least one yellow. Uh, eh, scored the first goal, a goal and an and assist, and then assisted at the end. Yeah. So D U D two. I scored at least twelve points <coughs> because of that. But I want you to know that I had a legitimate reason for choosing this player in that league. Anyway, I assume I assume you will be dropping him promptly next week as fast as possible. <laughs> I should still have enough because he's the only player that scored points. I should still have enough to lose that game. Very good. As the admin team, because the other guys already got 25. Excellent. But just saying. Anyway, right. uh, back, to the, back to the action. It was, it was really back and forth. Um, it was a decent finish from uh, Kulisevsky. Uh, Kane and Son really made the chance in general, and Ruben Diaz doing a little two-step backwards really helped uh, keeping Kulisevsky on. Um, Gundogan struck the post shortly thereafter, uh, and City started to turn a screw a bit. They ended the game with over 70% possession. But Tottenham managed more shots on goal. Mm-hmm. So it was quite interesting uh, game. Tottenham were very efficient with the ball, very proficient with the ball, very active moving forward. And City were kind of caught off guard by that. To be oh, God, I don't think City was prepared for it. I don't think City was prepared for someone to come right at him and punch him in the mouth. And, and finally, finally, Harry Kane played like a big game player again. Yeah, well. Fucking... Really played well. Just trying to get used to the Etienne. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, but also worth mentioning, Hugo Lloris, 
another fucking blunder for a goal. Yeah. Another. I mean, this but then is pulls out constant- a, almost pulls an oblique out of place <coughs> with another fantastic save. I know. Hey, so yeah. what is it with him nowadays? Is it just that he's older? Like you're a former goalkeeper. I mean, you made a lot of blunders in your day. I played yeah. with you. Yeah, exactly. But what? <laughs> yeah. But what? I, I, the- I, I also watched a lot of weak side nobody covering them tap ins too because oh. you defended for me. We all so smoked. I remember that. We all smoked cigarettes back then. Yeah. What do you want from me? I can't make every run. That thanks. Speaking of that Gundogan save, he literally made one foot toward the corner to celebrate. And was like, oh fuck, he saved it. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. It was nuts. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. But the the one should have very easily been gathered. You're absolutely right about that. It definitely was a terrible mistake. Yeah, it it's um, I I tend to think that keepers as they get older. Um, and a good example of this would be Howard. Um, and and another one would be also also would be uh, Shane Given as well when he was with with City and um was it Villa then for a little while as well. Who? Um, uh, Givens. Shay Givens. Yeah, yeah, it was Newcastle. Yeah. And then Villa. Yeah. Um, I thought he did a little bit of time at City, too, before City became good. I don't think so. I think before Hart was the keeper. I think he played keeper for a little bit for them. <coughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but, and in, in even, go back even further, someone like Brad Friedel um, as a keeper in, in the in the Prem. Normally, an older keeper tends to know their boundaries and will become a better shot stopper, but they're not necessarily the best off the line. Hugo Lloris still just thinks he needs to come off the line like crazy, and that that, that thing hasn't clicked yet where you go, I don't come out unless I know I have this. Otherwise, my defenders get it for me. Well, I don't know how to say it in French, but his nickname is the Elastic One. Okay. Right? Because he could bend, stretch, and move. Well, he showed his movement in one sense, and then showed his age in the other. Yeah. So I, I think I, I think he needs to figure out how to become an older keeper and and you play more with your head he than still you, has those really high cheekbones. You you play more with between your ears. Your your head does a lot more of making saves than your body does. Yeah, that's fair. You know, that's, and that's, that's and that's fair. and that's why you see keepers able to play forever and still be really fucking good at it because you're you you train yourself to make the saves you need to make and you know how to make them because you already know the shot's coming. You know that's, where they're going to put it. Yeah, that's fair. Kane's second goal. <coughs> or Kane's, Kane's goal to give Tottenham the lead. Tottenham's second goal. Fucking brilliant. Jesus, that was nasty. What was that? What a cross by Son to begin yep. with. And then <laughs> Harry Kane fully meant that. And if you look at the mechanics in that, you can tell because of the way he opens his body up and the manner in which his foot struck the ball. His toe yeah. was pointing almost behind him mm-hmm. to be able to wrap his foot around that Yep, and get it up into the upper 90 on the side that the ball was already going to. Yep. He- Fucking delightful. But keep it on frame. Because if he went with the, his laces mm-hmm. or the outside of his foot to keep swings it going, off. he swings out, goes out for a throw-in. Yep. He did just enough to keep it on. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was perfection in terms of execution so and it pains me to say it but it was fucking beautiful people who don't know any better he made that goal look so fucking easy and it was very hard to do what he did one of the most difficult skills you can do like it's so easy to shank that and it looked like he just tapped it in and it's like no no you don't know what he did to put that ball in the back of the net that was fucking nasty 
absolutely nasty. And the warning signs were obviously there. Kane <coughs> scored again, mm-hmm. but it was ruled out for all sides. And 3-1, I think Tottenham finishes that early. Yeah. I think Agreed. that's done and dusted already. But we had a little bit of help from VAR. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, uh, kind of somewhat controversially because it came at him very quickly. The cross was fired at him, but yeah. ultimately it was a very unnatural position. I've never slid in that way, and I played this game for almost 30 years. Right. Um, probably should have seen a second yellow for it, to be honest. I agree. Which would have livened the game up, but it was, remember, his cross that gave Tottenham the winner just four minutes later, two minutes later, whatever it was. Uh-huh. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, fucking confident penalty if I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. And he's had some uh, not-so-confident penalties, too. It was yeah. a lot better than Neymar's this weekend. Did you see yeah, that one? No, Fucking hell. That was bad. It's still flying. <laughs> Jesus. Somewhere to be careful. There's a fireball out there somewhere. It just re-entered yeah. the atmosphere. Uh, of course, you want to mention the last goal as well real quick? Yeah. Before uh, I led to my last question, we move on to the next match. Kulisewski, uh crossing the ball in, pinpoint. Harry Kane stealing it on Kyle Walker, one of the fastest players in the league. Just fell asleep, which is quite uncharacteristic actually and uh and heading the ball down kind of looked like that back four was asleep most of the match yeah it's weird i think they're i think they're getting too used to just being able to dominate everybody and i don't think they were ready for what well, Tottenham threw at them i think part of the problem is pierre emma hoiberg is underrated as a passer number one kulisevsky my problem is i thought that he hadn't really settled yet turns out he fucking knows knows what he's doing yeah all of a sudden and um and then you have Son's pace to stretch, Lucas Morris's pace to stretch. Uh, Emerson Royale made some good runs when he came on as well, and they kept City guessing. But City's so confident in their own system, they continue to play that high line. Well, yeah. Son's going to stretch you every day of the week. <coughs> and then Harry Kane was allowed to drop into midfield and play those passes and allow himself the, the time, because he played Son wide a couple times, allowed himself the time to get into the box as other players ran on and created space. And it was it was it was really it was a masterclass by Tottenham, and something that we haven't been able to say for a few weeks. I still think that they may fuck off the teams below them, because they may have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I don't think Harry Kane's fully sold in. I think this had to do with the opponent. Yeah, agree. We'll see. All right, so uh, boys, ask this question uh, first. Get go to you and then to Mr. Graham. Uh, do we have a title race again? Ooh, that's tough. Uh I think, well, I think the race, you have to say it's on. I still think City's going to win it, but uh, you got, I think it's what, six points and Liverpool have a game in hand and it's against Leeds, so that's going to be a win. So, And it's at Anfield. Yeah. Um, Mr. Graham, what do you think? Title race is on. Very good. If Liverpool don't have a small slip up, they do one of them stupid little one ones against Burnley, it's over. Yeah. Which they are prone to do from time to time. But they have leads, game in hand, and with them being so open at the back recently, which we'll come on to, obviously, they um, they run the risk of of they they Liverpool probably win that game. Yeah. Anyway, you move on. They have City at the beginning of April. That sets up a final month and a half of the season. That is fucking epic because they're both on the same number of points and not terribly far away from each other in goal difference. No, no, it'll be. We fantastic. could run into another City United finish. Mm. With the Aguero, yep, for on Martin the final Tyler. day, yeah. yep. There's and then I um, can wink to that for the next four years instead of uh, that commentary, not the goal right. itself. It was fucking awesome. Yep. It's legendary. Martin Tyler is one of the best in the business. The um, one thing worth mentioning within all of that too is 
looking at the fixtures, Liverpool does have more of the top six clubs than City does. City is pretty much brushed off most of them. Yeah, um, they still have us. Yeah. Have some respect. Okay. Yeah. It's one of our games in hand. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we, we know how well the, the first one went. That's for damn short. <clears throat> Need you to stop making me laugh because every time I laugh, I start fucking coughing, you fucker. United completely dominate the first half. Oh, I no. Mean, we're done with City. Yeah, Damn we're done with it. City. It's Chelsea that we have. Yeah. Not City. It's Chelsea we have, game in hand. So, Fuck. United completely dominate Leeds in the first half. Look great. And this is something that United seems to be doing regularly, is having one really good half and then fucking <laughs> right off. Hey, I got you, buddy. There's more than one United in the country, to tell you that. Okay, all right. All right. Show some respect to the guests. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Graham. Very much appreciate that. <laughs> so the, I didn't call them by their Christian name. Fucking United <laughs> would be Leeds. Um, it it was end end stuff the entire game. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Crazy. It was it was a proper roses derby. Um, I, I was listening to one of uh, another show with a few pundits, uh, and they said something along the lines of, "With all of these big games, you always get those video montages and shit, and." Inevitably, from years past, it was like a potato patch. That rain was coming down enough <laughs> that it was like a fucking potato patch. Yep. The mud covered everybody the yep. second they hit the ground. It was like a proper old fixture. Yeah. There were some some decent tackles flying in. Uh, nobody was, you know, it was a good, fair game. I don't think anybody was trying to hurt anybody. Right. But there were some good <clears> tackles <throat> flying in. There oh, was, it yeah, was, that's true. All right. It was, <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm, I wasn't talking about the supporters. I was just saying, kill Kerry McGuire. Say I'm not. I'm not sure if you knew this, Sam, but, penny. but the cock is back. The cock is back. Cock is back, and the, the cock, cock went limp. The cock, cock experienced some problems. You want to tell us about what happened to the cock? It got its poor head smashed in. It was all bleeding and gross, and uh. to so quote, I, to I quote had, bad I had Santa. To quote, to quote bad Santa, I slept with a woman that was unclean. <laughs> I had that once. Uh, you just get a little Q-tip, <laughs> and then they come back with six pills. It's going in three days, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm amazed there was not a even a yellow card for a player on the ground bloodied. Like, yeah, well, he's Scottish, isn't he? So we talk about player safety, and so I first saw him bleeding. I'm like, oh, that's got to be a red because he must have elbowed him in the face. Saw the replay. It's like a head-to-head, but McTominay doesn't play the ball at all. So you see people win the ball fairly and then come a little high with their studs and get red carded, and that gets nothing. I know I'm biased, but, like, come on. Yeah, I feel you. Well, we had a, we, there was a, a situation in in our game with Brentford with a handball very similar to Romero's. Not even looked at by VAR. So I feel you. It's not consistent across the league, but head injuries especially need to be. Right. This is players fucking – Robin Cock carried on. For 31 minutes after that injury, I think he and he was off visibly it. unwell. Yeah, Scott yeah. McTominay wasn't well either. Right, wouldn't surprise me if both of them were out for the next month with a concussion. Right, not six months like Sidney Crosby, but I digress. <laughs> the, right, so it's it's a little insane to me with what we know about head head injuries and concussions and everything that these two players were allowed to continue on with what happened. I don't even care about the card situation, right? It's these players' lives. If they got hit on the head again in that game, they could have been drooling on themselves in a wheelchair for the rest of their life. 
they were allowed to carry on for 31 fucking minutes of football. And that's unacceptable. So and inappropriate. Um the it came out that they said that they checked him on the field and they of went course. through all the all the tests. Of course they yeah. did. But then the owner so, called down and yeah. said, "Fuck you, he still plays." <laughs> I mean, I well, I guess I'm biased, so I want to believe that the, you know, Leeds medical staff followed all the pr- procedures. But, you know, it's not good that 20 minutes later he, you know, he looks like he has no idea where he is. That's what I'm saying. You know, so there's got to be. I know we have these concussion subs. Now I also understand that sometimes concussion symptoms can get worse in a matter of minutes of time, but you have to say there there has to be some sort of, and maybe it it's we implement some sort of weird ten minute substitution rule, where somebody is allowed to come on into place for ten minutes because famously <laughs> once you substitute it out you can't come back on. Right. But maybe with a head injury, just to make sure we assess, and he was bleeding for fuck's sake, maybe we do something where we can assess ten minutes, he sits on the sidelines and we can see what's going on. If it's bad, that guy's allowed to stay on the pitch. If it's not bad, Robin Cox allowed to go back out there. Fine. Right. But maybe we do there there needs to be some sort of 10, 15 minute grace period where leads shouldn't suffer with ten men. Right? They're allowed to put somebody on right. temporarily. And just for concussions. So, uh, speaking of drooling on themselves and looking confused, uh, Harry Maguire scored a goal. He did. He did. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and then he got confused when the lead supporters threw stuff at him. (laughs) Yeah, very confused by it. Maybe he hit the ball really hard and should have been subbed off. (laughs) Very strange. Many would say he should just be subbed off anyways for the season he's been having. (laughs) Old slabhead. Old slabhead. Hey, hey, when he got thrown, did he point at it? He point at it. He I did he actually. He like looked at the ground, pointed at it, picked it up, and then looked back. Like, what's that? What's a fucking missile, mate? That's what yeah. it is. They're throwing shit at you. So you uh, end the first half two nil. Manu, everything seems to be fine. What you talking about? We got this shit. And then rare um, header from Bruno Fernandez as well. That's one in a million. Wide fucking open. No one picked him up at all. I don't so think we'll easy. ever see that again. And Bruno uh, Fernandez header. Old fucking lead said. Uh, uh, mm, wait a minute. We, we got something to say about this. And in three minutes, it's suddenly 2-2. And one of that was Bruno Fernandes literally faking every instance, every piece of that foul. Right. I'm doing air quotes for those of you not watching the stream. Faked everything. He did not get touched. Right. At all. Sat down for four minutes after the goal was scored. Fucking ridiculous. And it went to VAR, and I was like, God damn it, this is going to get chalked off. Yeah. I was about to throw some stuff. There's no way it could because he didn't even get touched. It was worse than Neymar at the World Cup when he rolled the KFC in that meme afterwards. Yep. It was pitiful. Rolling, 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 (laughs) rolling. What? It was pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. I couldn't believe it. It was terrible. Now, uh, Mr. Graham, I know you haven't been keeping up with uh, Leeds as much, but I... Gackle, everybody talking about the Rodrigo goal. Oh, it was a fuck up by De Gea. Um, I think if you've been watching Leeds lately, and particularly Rodrigo, because I saw two go off the pipe against us, that man fancies himself an outside shot right now, and that did not surprise me that he scored that one. Not yeah. one bit. Did you watch it? Yeah. You didn't mean that. So I have a little comparison. So you know when you're 16 and, you know, you're all <laughs> hot, and, hot and bothered at all times and you're, you know, you found a girl that kind of likes you somehow, and you know you're kind of 
making out, but you're, you know, rubbing, and then, you know, it accidentally goes off the first time. Yeah, 100%. And you go, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. And then a couple, <laughs> yeah. you know. I just had sex. And then soon after, <laughs> you know, she's like, ooh, you want to get a little hot and heavy? And you're like, uh, uh, yeah, I can do it again. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Did I get my notes mixed up, and we're doing injury time first? Uh, yes. Don't worry about it. All right. I'm just going to go back to whatever this, this is. is. This and is. then. You're just ready to go again, and then, boom, there it goes. All It's like it doesn't take much. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Unfortunately, that next time is the hardest one. Well, so, like, my, right, yeah, so this analogy is actually it? holds up. Is it really? This analogy actually holds up. The first one, you didn't mean to do it, but you fell ass backwards in the ass, and it didn't mean for it to happen, yeah. but it happened. And it also happened very quickly. It's a shame we cannot name this show Ass Backwards and Ass, but I would love that to be the show title. And it and it absolutely, you know, went off too quickly, and you were sad it was over. Right. And then it restarted after, you know, a quick kiss and, you know, taking a piss real fast. And, uh, and bang, you're right back into it. Boom. And this time you meant to do it, but it still happened pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> the analogy sticks. I'm with it. It tracks. Now, now here's the big thing. He didn't mean the fucking thing. And if Jurgen Klopp was watching this game at home, I'm sure he was going nuts, screaming, putting his head through his plate glass windows. Heard. Because the wind, the wind, the wind, the wind. It's windy. I, I would, I would so simply windy. say, I would simply Is say, that as a keeper, as as a keeper, <laughs> um, you sh you should normally be being informed on film, scouting what players have been doing, and for the past four weeks every time rodrigo has him has any kind of an opening within 20 yards of goal he's taking shots so as a keeper you need to be ready that if the ball's on that guy's foot he's probably shooting and that's why that's that's where i put it on on de gea just be, because you weren't even prepared that that possibly could happen he was on the left wing like what was the player's <laughs> name for newcastle off that throw-in was it Papi Cisse? Yeah. Somebody threw it in. He chested it down. It was against Chelsea. Do you remember this? Yes, yes I remember. And he crossed it in. Ball went in the upper that 90. Was, that was a shot. Do you remember that? That was a shot. I think that's probably right. His body shape, Rodri everything yeah. here with Rodrigo screamed cross. <laughs> everything screamed cross. Was it now, listen, I am the recipient of the only goal I scored in college. I had a multitude of assists. Right. But the only goal I scored in college was a cross that got caught in the wind. Right. Wrong for the goalkeeper because he was out. I was about 40 yards from goal on the right-hand side and put a ball in, and he was out, as he should have been, to try and collect probably on the edge of his area or so, right around the penalty spot in that mm. sort of corridor. And uh, the wind just kind of floated it back further, and it caught the side netting on the left-hand post. That's – it happens. And that's fine. And claim it. Great. You scored the goal. You should get your goal bonus. You should do all those things. He didn't mean to do that shit. No, he did not. He did not mean to do that shit. And honestly, I thought De Gea wasn't in like a terrible a ter position. No, because he was, he was right crossing the, the ball. Six. He was right in the, and then it went <laughs> yeah. over his head and it hit in the upper 90s. Like he really couldn't. There wasn't much more he could have done. It was brilliant. It was great. It was lovely to watch. I'm so happy it happened. <laughs> I woke up my wife. <laughs> Luckily, we had a wedding to go to. So she needed to start getting she up. She needed to get up anyways. anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, if it's a 7.30 in the morning game and Everton scores, wife gets woken up to me screaming, and if you know your history at the top of my lungs, that <laughs> happens all the fucking time. So that frenetic pace continued, right? Yeah. And then they score again, immediately after that. <laughs> Brilliant move. 
Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. If my wife wasn't awake before, she was definitely awake then. The pressing by Leeds, the hurrying of Manchester United's players. Bruno Fernandes should not have been in the spot he was in when he received the ball in the first place, right. which is why he didn't know how to deal with it. And then he feigned injury for five minutes. Right. Right? But it was a great finish, great movement, um, and a fantastic ball put in the box. And Rafinha, what a finish. Mm-hmm. Way to be there. Didn't give up on the play. It was great. Loved it. Now, here's here's the that's the good part of Leeds, that ability to just immediately flip a game on a dime. But then there's the opportunity. You drew it up 2-2. Got to slow it down. Got to make it ugly. No, Bielsa, mate. That's not Bielsa. And and ultimately, it's why you lose 4-2. Is Bielsa. It's why you lose. <laughs> it's exactly why you lost. And right now, you're fighting to stay up. Can't fucking do that, man. That's a point. That's a point. That's a big fucking point lost. I would say three points one would have been bigger than one point lost. Yeah. If they, I mean, <laughs> and if you're in a rele- relegation battle, the matches against Man City or Man United, Man City are not supposed yeah. to matter. That's fair. That's a fair point. I mean, but it's also bonus. Year. But it's also bonus wins. It is. If you can get it, and that's what they were trying to do is get that bonus win. Yeah. Well, you don't deserve the win because you let Fred Scoro start there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's on me. That's 100% on me. I know I wasn't out there, but as soon as Pogba came off, I said, oh, good, it's Fred. This will be good. We'll win for sure. Yep. Nope. And he lashed it into the near post. Oh. Fuck it out. What a shot. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo with the assist. Apparently, the only thing Ronaldo could do now is play three-yard passes. Yeah, that's so overlapping it. players. <laughs> that was Sancho with the assist, I believe. I don't believe Ronaldo had any goal involvements. I thought it was Ronaldo that Same. they played the ball into. That might not have been. You might be right. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That was the one thing we had was Ronaldo didn't do shit. Either way, Sancho hadn't done shit all season anyway either. <laughs> so you don't deserve that. So then looking at the rest of the league um, for you, for you uh, here, Gekko, and then we're going to go into the next segment, is do you think... Bielsa can play the ugly match to get points when it's necessary. The The defense right now looks fucking atrocious <laughs> and not like missing a Calvin Phillips size hole in the midfield mm-hmm. is no bueno. And we've a Leeds fan have been, you know, we'll get healthy, we'll get healthy. But I mean, as many injuries as we get getting, it's like, it's hard to, at this point, it's hard to say for sure. Like we're going to get healthy. Um, so I think he tried to do that because Rafinha didn't start. We had right. Forshaw in the middle. But, I mean, when Pogba, he had Pogba one-on-one, Pogba skinned him every time, and then Fred scored. So is it, you know, Pogba and Fred were good or is our midfield lacking? Right. And I think the answer is probably a little of both because, you know, Man U fans like to, uh, what's the word? Like, fuck. Take credit? Well, like overreact. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, Manchester United fan fans, they're they're a calm bunch. They're very you a know, lot like Arsenal Twitter. They're to be reserved. Just Quite, very I mean the most reserved cool, group of calm, people collected. I've ever been in my life. But you know, like the Maguire goal, Urente <laughs> was on him, but he was playing grab ass and not looking for the ball. Like that's right. not Bielsa. It's he didn't say like, yeah, don't fucking try to look at the ball on a corner. Well haven't you seen Harry Maguire pointing at that girl in the stands. I'd want to play grab ass with him, too. (laughs) 
right, kids, we are really long already. I wasn't supposed to take that long. All it? right, so on to the bottom of the table where uh, just about everybody got points except for one team. Watford one, Aston Villa nil, Burnley three, Brighton nil, Newcastle one, West Ham one, Liverpool three, Norwich one. Uh, old Roy Boy gets a shutout and a win for Watford. First goal in his tenure, and Emmy Martinez <laughs> made a couple of fantastic saves, but an, the one from Emmanuel Dennis on the start was absolutely fucking brilliant. Rivaled Hugo, uh, Hugo Lloris's save uh, from earlier for save of the weekend for me. I thought it was fantastic. But it's not like Villa played poorly overall. It was just their final ball. From 20 shots they had, Sam, only one shot was on target. Mm. Ironically... That is the same uh, ratio that kids have uh, febrile seizures, by the way. Learned that this weekend. Yeah, 1 in 20. Um, well done. Yeah, 1 in 20. That's great. Um, Dennis got the winner on the 78th minute. Great diving header, but uh, it was all about the pass from Ismael Sar. Oh, what, yeah. a, what a pass that was. Uh, absolutely fantastic. And um, Ashley Young, of all people, got caught flat-footed with all of his experience. So, what are you doing? Right. Warmed my doing? lead's heart to see that little scum bastard get beat for the goal. <laughs> Fair. Oh, by the way, warming up your uh, Leeds heart, um, you forgot to do that. There's a little uh, Malort for you there, stud. Frank Lampard and Manchester United. Here's to you. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> Is Just that a, your first time with it? Oh, second. no, I've had a few, oh, I've had a few no. runs with, run-ins with Malort. Sure. Okay. Hey, Mel, I think we found our show title. What? That's a thing? Yep. <laughs> Uh, I saw you pouring it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, that's mine. Oh, no, he's giving it to David. Oh, shit, there's another one for me. Yeah, because uh, um, how, how entertaining was the uh, first half of this match on? Okay, well, to be fair, I've still had COVID and was very tired, oh, but I oh, absolutely okay. fell asleep in the first half. Uh, woke up in the second half wishing I was still asleep. I believe um, your highness and I discussed it as a match full of sound and fury signifying absolutely nothing. And apparently, this was Watford's first clean sheet Second. after first clean sheet in six managers. Second. Yeah, they had, they had a draw with Burnley. No, no. No, no. His oh, first, so his second first in game six in charge. Managers? Yeah, his first game in charge. I guess first clean sheet and a win. Yeah. Maybe that was it. That, yeah. Maybe that was it. True. It was something like that, but something in six managers. So, yeah, his um, first game against Burnley was nil-nil, and that was the first time they kept a clean sheet in like 36 games or some yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> insanity. It's like more than a season. Yeah, so, That's more than Leeds. <laughs> you know, charity Fair. begins at home. It just happened to be uh, Villa's home. So, yeah, fuck the Villa. Cheers. Villa I mean, is up the Villa. <laughs> I mean, Villa fucks all of it. <laughs> All of the D, all of the above. Uh, all right, right, the right answer. answer. Hey, Mel, I'm going to need that glass. Ugh. Yeah, you uh, definitely do. Um, I, I do want to say it's Kazoo Mort Day. Villa had almost 70 percent of the ball in this one. I think oh, it was yeah. like 67 oh, yeah. percent. It's just literally when they hit the 18 yard box, they started drooling themselves mm-hmm. and couldn't do it. The final no. ball was trash. Okay, Tino was trying to find some magic from about 25 yards out, and all he found was Rosette. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. I'm going to throw out one quick question to you guys and we'll move on to the next match. Um, do we think Buendia was a flop of a sign? No. Because there's, I mean, good. I mean, they, you're basically bringing Coutinho because Buendia was not doing it. Well, you're bringing Coutinho because Steven Gerrard said so. Right, but I mean, it's really It's a marquee been... signing that he doesn't have to play every game because <laughs> you have Buendia. Yeah. You but... can justify dropping either of them if they're out of form. 
Right. Right. So it it think of it similar to, um, who were we just talking about? Uh, we discussed this like two days ago, uh, maybe four days ago. Somebody, um, there was a team. Oh, Newcastle. It's mm. fucking Newcastle. Bruno Grimaresh hasn't played yet for real. Right. But John Joe Shelby and Joe Willock all of a sudden look like fucking world beaters. So you sign a player that will press that person for their position, and then you get the best out of both of them. Because one wants to get in the team, one wants to stay in the team. Right. And now you're looking, they brought on for a fucking cameo, Bruno Guimaraes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. At Newcastle. He's played seven minutes in a Newcastle shirt so far, or some shit, <laughs> but they've not lost in four. Right? It's yeah. the same squad out there besides Chris Wood. Yeah. yeah. Right? So we'll obviously come on to it. I'm just... I, I don't call him a flop yet. I don't call Coutinho a flop yet. Well, I wouldn't call Coutinho a flop yet. Coutinho's getting goals and assists and doing well. Um, Buendia really hasn't done shit yet. He's gotten a couple of goals. He had a yeah. header. Yeah. Well, I, Coutinho I, only has two goals, well, too. I know, yes, I know about his header. Thank you for reminding me. He's only yay high, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he was, you know what? You know what? He does very bold celebrations. I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I think going from Grealish to anyone was going to be... Tough. Yeah. change yeah. and that's it's hard fair. to live that's up to that. That's a fair point as well. No, no. I'm I'm so glad we, Grealish is I mean, gone and we needed Grealish to go because we replaced him with a team. It doesn't happen overnight though. No. And it's I'm <coughs> I'm fine with where we're going. At least we're not in the relegation zone or close to it. I'm, I'm cool true. with Mel Husband. the Cofefe. I mean one yeah. last <laughs> Man U Buendia point. You know, Man U fans were slagging off Sancho. But he's starting to look better the last few matches. It's taken half a season. Sometimes it takes a whole season, and then all of a sudden, Buendia's Buendia again. You know, the other thing that I heard that's a fair point about Sancho is that this particular game was balls-to-the-wall, end-to-end shit with no build-up play whatsoever. It was all fucking just, you know, not long ball necessarily, but counterattacking mm-hmm. both teams. That's how Dortmund play. Right. That's when we saw Sancho at his best. Right. Sancho's not at his best playing in a build-up <laughs> side to break down a defense. He's not a terribly gifted footballer. Right. He's fast, he's quick-witted, and he can shoot. Right. Jamie Vardy. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, not true. very good at build-up play. Right. He's good at counterattacking. And this is the first time we saw Manchester United play that type of game, and Sancho thrived and was man of the match in it. So, just a, giving him a lot of shtick, but I don't know that the system necessarily fit him. All right, well, then, anyway. then, then the question is, what is that going to be ultimately for Buendia? Uh, moving on to uh, Palace and Chelsea. Palace put in a gutsy performance, great performance. Unfortunately, 89th minute, I am Zayac comes up with another goal he for put, the winner. He put the ball and, through the size of a butthole. And he's, well, he, it's not like he hasn't done that before already no, this season. that was wild. What an angle. <coughs> what yep. an angle. Fancy points. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the So... Palace didn't have a single shot on target, but they no. held resilient. The game was boring as fuck. Chelsea wasted a load of opportunities. But it felt like another time of... It felt like Chelsea... Zaha did as well. You're it felt like right. Chelsea was going to fuck it off again. Because yep. that's what Chelsea's been doing. It felt doing. like a nil-nil. Yeah. Absolutely. And it should have been, to be honest. That would have been a fair result. Because the... I'm sorry. The, the Tottenham beating Spurs... I mean, Spurs beating, Spurs beating uh, City should have been Chelsea now in the battle. But... Chelsea isn't in the battle because they fucked off so many matches. Mm-hmm. And this felt like yet another one they were going to fuck off. Well, this one, the, listen to the possession stat. It was 58% to Chelsea, 42% to Palace. Yeah. It's not like they were out of it. 
They just didn't take their chances. They had right. nine shots, none of which were on target. But four of them that I can remember, a couple from one from maybe Schlup and three from Zaha were two inches wide of the post. Exactly. So I mean they had chances for sure. Um and it took something special. ZX scored earlier, obviously it was ruled out by VAR, but it took something very special for them to to finish off Palace. Unfortunate um, Gallagher couldn't play. Yeah. Because of the loan rules. Yeah, right. that's fair as well. It could have been a totally different match. You're absolutely right about that. Um, moving on, Newcastle was the better side without Alan St. Maximon. But, but, watching that first half, I couldn't help but think. I was like, ah, uh, you know what? You're, you're playing right into Moise's hands. He's going to yeah. he's gonna catch you. So and that's what he did. The stats in this game were pretty much dead even. Right? Yeah. Without ASM, which could have swayed things one way or the oh, other. Oh, could have swayed honest. it a lot. Um, which really is testament to how Eddie Howe is going about things at the moment. Yeah. We're kind of making fun of him a bit because there wasn't really a new manager bounce. The first three games were shite. Right. Um, but since then, he's and especially after January, and this is that point I wanted to bring up, uh, I, I brought up earlier rather, is they haven't done a huge amount except from Kieran Trippier, which is the only one that's really played to... To uh to some credit, Chris Wood's been shit, uh, footballing wise. Oh, we'll get on to Chris Wood in a second. Footballing wise, he's been shit. He gave us some gold this weekend. He's though. fucking brilliant this um, week. But really, the signings haven't done anything but push the players that are already there to play better. Right. And that's a, Joe Willick, man of the match, was fucking buzzing. He was everywhere this game. Yeah, he was that everywhere. Goal this was game. all desire. He was behind like two West Ham he players. Was third he, best. In. he was third best to get to that ball, is what the commentator said. And I thought that was extremely poignant. He had Craig Dawson and I think Soufal on the other side of him, sandwiching him. And he found a way to get his leg between them and just poke the ball with the outside of his boot. Yep. Rolls over to the far post, bangs off the far post, just crosses the line. Dubravka does well, gets down, <laughs> digs it out. But the goal line technology watch went off. Yep. That was it. Fabianski. Oh, it was Fabianski. What I say? Dubravka. Oh, sorry. Wrong side. <laughs> it was Fabianski. You're right. Sorry. All the Eastern Europe. It doesn't matter. It's just interchangeable. <laughs> and it was uh, it was fucking brilliant. It was it was a brilliant play. The whole thing was great. It was a, a, He should never have got there. Both of those lads were bigger than Joe Willick. <laughs> should never have been able to get there. He held both of them off, kept his strength well, and found the little space to get through. It was it was amazing. <laughs> we 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 talk about this regularly. We at the DU football show live for shithousery. And what Chris Wood did this match is a masterstroke in what true shithousery is. The entire match yeah. while being marked <laughs> being marked by Kurt Zuma. <laughs> would just meow at him. Meow? <laughs> Meowed at him the entire fucking match. Meow? Just every time he's on him. Meow. Meow. Say meow. that again, meow. <laughs> meow. <laughs> Making me troopers. think of super troopers, yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, Meow uh, you saying. <laughs> a, a sentence I never thought I would say doing a football podcast. Meow would never say. Talking to my friends about football. Mm -hmm. um, Craig Dawson was heard complaining to the referee about Chris Wood meowing at Kurt Zuma. Never thought those words yeah. in that order, all of which I'm familiar <laughs> with in the English language, would ever come out of my mouth together. Match, match, match is fine. <laughs> Everything's great. That's that's wonderful. Chris Wood meowed at him the whole game. 
I mean, he, it's, clear, it's clearly out of the Ashley Barnes book yes. of shithousery because <laughs> he's played so many years across from him where, I mean, let us not forget, Mr. Barnes kissed a grown man, and I think it was a Newcastle player too. I think it was a Newcastle match. Kissed another grown man on his nose. Counterpoint. Chris former played former Leeds. Newcastle player. Ah, that's right. I think it was Steven Taylor who was playing for Bournemouth at the time. Yeah. Kissed him on the nose. Yeah, when they squared up to each other. Chris Wood played a Leeds. If there's one thing Leeds can do, it's fucking shit talk and bants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not defense, but bants. Yeah, that's fair. So he's had an education. <laughs> and it all came out in this game. Just Now, what is going to start to get a older grown after man, a while? A grown man meowed at another grown man the entire fucking match. Let me tell you something. Can I, I just put something out there for, for all the players? Not that any of them listen to us, mm-hmm. but... Just in the off chance that one of them catches it. Um, if there's no other motivating factor, motivating factor to not be a cunt, um, football fans never forget. Mm-hmm. For the last four games, Kurt Zuma has had every song, every been Meow Mix commercials oriented, have been Animal Shelter something oriented, have been Big Cat is going to get you oriented, has been all sorts of shit. Football fans never forget. And really, at this point in where we are, we'll worry about education and actually d- teaching children to be better later on. Fine. I, okay. But if for no other reason to not be a cunt, just think about yourself, and you won't have to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just to all the professional footballers out there, don't be cunts, and you wouldn't get the abuse. Tell them meow. Listen to me. Write meow. <laughs> Um, so uh, Norwich actually fucking played Liverpool well and evenly throughout the first half. No, no draw. And then a moment of magic found Norwich up. And then that didn't last very long. No, it did not last. Well, it lasted a while to be fair, but then in two minutes came crumbling down again. (laughs) (laughs) It was, um, Norwich scored with their only shot on target. Yep. Uh, on a, a giant ridiculous deflection. deflection. Yeah. A ridiculous deflection that took it there, yeah. And they did stand firm for a while, uh, but when they got to the second half and the cop were behind them, well, in front of them, but behind them in voice, Mana equalized with a great overhead kick. It was almost a cartwheel. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Never seen one like that. It was strange. It was like he misjudged it, but adjusted so well that it looked natural. It was quite strange, to be honest. Just three minutes later, though, Salah gave Liverpool the lead, which they then never relinquished. Wrong-footed the entire defense. Probably should have passed it at least twice, but that's besides the point because it ended up in the back of the net. And then new signing Luis Diaz opened his account with a very fine dink over Angus Gunn. But Norwich played very well for a bit. And then Uh, Liverpool did what they do. For Liverpool, exactly what you wanted. Both of your big stars are back from AFCON. Both get goals. Your new signing gets a goal. That's yep. exactly what the fuck you wanted. 100%. 1,000%. So um, so my best friend's a giant Chiefs fan and a Liverpool fan. That second goal, I told him that was a Pat Mahomes, a Tyreek Hall bomb. Uh, Allison, yeah. Yeah. The pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. It should be noted. One less assist than Jack Gordon in the league this year. Heard. <laughs> Just funny when it's said that way. <laughs> Love it. I had a thought. But yours was better. Fuck it. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Southampton two, Everton nil. Ch- um, 
Chelsea won. Oh shit! I threw Palace in the uh, in the first half there. Palace. Uh, Chelsea won. Palace nil. Uh, Arsenal two. Brentford nil. Wolves two. Leicester one. Man U two. Brighton nil. So we got a squeeze. Burnley three. Yeah, Brighton we do. In there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he absolutely. swapped them when he was talking. Yeah, I swapped them when I was talking because I wrote notes. I wrote my notes in the exact order he set them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all yeah. right. It isn't, don't worry about it. I had uh, flipped over my page and didn't see Burnley Brighton right there. All so, good. Um, actually. Let's go ahead and talk Burnley Brighton first because that was part of the last segment and we've already talked about Palace and uh, uh, Chelsea then. Who would have... You didn't get Burnley. You got your ass fucking whooped. Yeah, so this is... insane. This is for Kenny. (coughs) Yeah. Once a season, we get a 3-0 from Burnley away Mm -hmm. from home. Just like once a season, we get a 9-0 against Southampton at home. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to get Kenny into this. That's so that's good. for you, big fella. I love even when even when they get a win, he takes an L. Absolutely. Hey, hey, hey Kenny, I poured, it, I poured my uh, Malort shot over top of the, um, the fins there, so I'm going to take a little extra for you with Sam's dig there. Take a little extra for you. I love it. But it was, Bright just played shit, honestly. It was just bad. Bad um, bad week for Brighton. Yeah. They did not look good against Manchester United either. No, and not really a game a care to go over, honestly. That right. one was a bit it was a bit turgid and then Manchester United scored twice. Like it wasn't the greatest game that's ever been had. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um didn't care for at, it. If you look at my notes, the the score line is there. There is no mention of the game because it just didn't really need to be mentioned. Yeah, I'm I will, with you. I will I want to give Burnley some credit. That first goal, very non Burnley. Mm-hmm. Some little one-touch interplay. You talking about Veghorst? Yeah. Yeah. It was all right. And Newcastle, I feel like mostly signed Chris. What a Chris, finish. I feel like Chris Wood mostly was signed just to fuck with Burnley, and now they're in a better position, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, they, they bought a better player. So this is what happens when you don't have a director of football. <laughs> you just have a billionaire pulling the strings. And it sucks the Toffees find themselves. Oh, shit, we're talking about Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. thanks. And Burnley. It. <laughs> You're... You're not wrong. <laughs> I should go on tour as an improv artist. Tarek Lamptey. Yeah. Was the one that challenged Veghorst on the shot. Ah, uh, wrong. That's... Which was very funny because they were about... If you had Veghorst full body... Well, let me say, if you had Veghorst from the waist up in the shot, if you look at my hands, this is Tarek Lamptey in the same television yeah. shot. Oh, you would call that in basketball a uh, mismatch. Mismatch, yeah. yeah. No surprise, he held off the challenge. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and found the back of the net. It was absolutely brilliant. Speaking Great of shot. that, quick tangent, I went to the UMBC basketball game on Wednesday. Their oh, point were guard, they able to finish? The, oh, no, UMBC, never mind. Their point guard's like 5-2. <laughs> it's like... Monkey Bogues, man. He pretty much, yeah. Could he dunk? No, he, can't, he didn't no. dunk. He could take it into the hole, though. All right. Yeah. I did that on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Dad jokes. Oh, that's terrible, right? You are uh, terrible. I know. Especially since we know you slept in the basement on Valentine's Day. That's true. It was recorded, wasn't it? Went out to the masses. Um, Brighton was one of the best teams. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. It was one of the teams that only had one shot on target this weekend from double-digit shots overall. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Oh, Had yeah. a ton of shots, one, maybe two, or zero shots on target. Uh, a lot of that this weekend. So it was kind of a bit just strange. Um, they did have a bit more possession than Burnley as well. So Burnley very efficient with the ball. Again, it was 
like they kind of found their stride again. Brownhill uh, hit his uh, first goal of the season. Shouldn't have been given to him. Deflected twice. Strange. That was yeah. that was a Burnley goal. Yeah, no a, shit. A fucking hit and hope and two deflections. That's yeah. the, Sean Dyche will masturbate to that tonight. 100%. In the cold, because he's <laughs> yeah, hard like yeah. that. Uh, While and eating then, earthworms. <laughs> and then a really good goal from Aaron Lennon. Yeah. Now, it should have never gotten to that point, but once he received the ball... Ghosted two players, found the back of the net off the underside of the crossbar. Yep. It was that was fantastic strike. Yeah, it's um uh um what Burnley is doing to change the side is good. I think it's going to be unfortunately too little too late. Um Could we be. talked about it last week. I think this is the eighteenth place team where you go, damn, they really shouldn't be going down, but they dug their own grave. I told you at the end of last season, or well, sorry, at the beginning of this season, I'm getting tired of them fuckers. Yeah. They scored three goals. I feel like that's two goals that they wasted. Yep. That they could have used in some other games. Yeah. Correct. Very true. Very true. Agree with that. All right, so let's go on to uh, Oso. Saints completely dominate Everton. I mean, it's not even up for debate. They owned Everton. It's not up for debate at all. And the reason I say this is because <laughs> you let Shane Long score, and therefore you deserve everything you got the rest of the game. I think Shane Long scored on us like three or four times already with multiple different teams. First goal in two years. And his last goal was probably against us. <laughs> I don't know, but trust me, maybe I have I'll heard it. I have heard Shane Long scoring on us quite often. Remember, he did that when he was with Reading one time too. Yeah, when was yeah, Premier but that's League. when he was good. So someone needs someone on the Everton staff needs to put either a bucket or a Bielsa cut out on the other sideline so Lampard will not fuck it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, that's it. That's right. Uh, what do you make of this? I heard this um, happened. Uh, Frank Lampard and one of his assistants, I think it might have been Ashley Cole, who's now there, mm-hmm. um, didn't leave on the team bus. They drove themselves okay. away from the stadium. What do you make of that? Is he really bought in for the relegation battle? Um, yes, I think he is. Well, then why did he drive himself home? Right. Well, you're just trying to get a goat. So that's did he okay. even go home? Didn't Urban Meyer stay in Cincinnati for a game when he should have gone home with the team? He's a weird how did, cunt. How did that work out? He's a weird cunt. Well, agreed, but... <laughs> with a national title under his belt. <coughs> Frank Lampard's got third place in the division. I, um, Ooh, congrats. <laughs> I, I'm not reading anything into it. Why? Not yet. Not yet. Why? No, you're just you trying to get a goat. Oh, good try. You should read something into it. All right. I don't think he's bought in. Um, I think that the I think biggest, think of the lasagna. I think <laughs> the biggest manager. problem was, I think the biggest problem for for Everton ultimately was, um, uh, Alan gets a yellow card in the fifteenth in the fifteenth minute, and then puts a hip check on um, Ward Prowse about five minutes later, and the ref gives him the that's One it more, talk, yeah. and the minute that happened. That meant we had no control of the midfield, and it was all Southampton from that point on. And did Lampard do anything about it? Uh, I know yeah, he did. did. He subbed in Andres Gomez, who did shit. <laughs> okay. No, okay. Did you know what he did? Trying. He did do something about it. He hit the remote start <laughs> on his car, so it was warm when he got there. Cool. <laughs> Very good. I know it. I know what you're trying to do, but you know, I'm here for it. You know, hey, Miss Mr. Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham, you know what I do now. One place we haven't been this season is 20th, which you have been. So fuck off. Where are you at now? Scoreboard, mate. <laughs> Beat you. One win in your last 20. <laughs> Beat you. In fact, you know what? 
our last two wins beat you and beat you. So suck my fucking balls, both of you. How long are you going Arsenal? They're big enough. Yeah. One can fit in your mouth and one can fit in your mouth. You know what? It's really hard to do that from at least, uh, where are we now, sixth? When you're top of the yeah. championship, it's really hard to get down that low. Suck my We're balls. pretty close. You'll <laughs> um, be fine. Yeah, he, maybe just, he could take both of them. And we just kicked the shit out of them, too. Um, Arsenal, too. Um, Brentford, nil. Um, you did mm. what you needed. Uh, what? Yes. One. Two to one. Brentford oh, I'm won. Sorry. Brentford won. I'm that sorry. That VAR confirmed the goal. Oh, no shit. <laughs> it sorry was about not that. My off. apologies. You're good. Uh, I thought it was offside, too. And then they slowed it down, and he was the only player onside yep. in that last moment. Excellent. I... You, the game it's the game you needed you got the win you did exactly what you needed to do and honestly i stopped paying attention to your game the minute that i noticed you were probably gonna win and Saka scored which meant i hit my bet yeah so basically the, the quick synopsis uh end to end to begin with because brentford likes to start strong arsenal weathered that storm grew into the game well got two goals both of which were brilliant uh individual brilliance by esr cutting in between two players uh using the defender as a shield and rolling the ball outside curve to the far post. Fantastic. And then Saka, on the end of a great run, uh, Lacazette makes um, a counterattack. Lacazette makes great space with a run he made to the right side. Opens up the space for Saka. Partey was able to find him. He shot early. Also kissed off the inside of the post, which is always fucking enjoyable. Yep. It was fantastic, those two goals. We were well and truly in front. Uh, Brentford gave us a couple problems here and there because they're they're a decent side. They're a good counterattacking side. They gave us a couple issues, but we dealt with them. And then um, a little bit of a scramble following a, either a free kick or a throw in. I can't remember what it was. A little bit of a scramble, kind of a half clearance. Uh, ball was brought down and then played in, and everybody was on the way out, as were the Brentford players who were a little slow to react, except for Norwood, who was just on side, the other side of Gabrielle, and he found himself alone and tucked away well. And yeah. I thought it was offside. Everything happened quickly. I thought it was offside. And uh, it wasn't offside <laughs> at all. Stat but it was in here. the that 90 plus three. Norgard. Norgard. What I say? Norwood. Oh, yeah. I'm still Close thinking enough. about you. He, he was wide right. <laughs> he played Norwood, for Sheffield. Joel? Sheffield United. Yorkshire. Uh, same town. Yeah. Well, Norwood, I was going county. back to the, same uh, county. the Bills kicker. That uh, wide yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's the same state. Whatever they call it over there. <laughs> Don't y'all play cricket up there, not football? <laughs> anyway. We love our footy in, in Yorkshire. Um, Here's a big rugby town. Final final match to talk about. Um, Wolves, not the better side, but Wolves, the more opportunistic side. Oh, by the way, VR are slugs. Yeah, heard. Very good. That's it. Um, Lester, the, the good takeaway is you're getting healthy and you looked to be the better side. The problem is, it's another three points dropped. Yeah, so my overall takeaway from the game, and this, I, I, I thought Wolves were gonna win this one, I think. Um, I, I said on injury time, I feel like Wolves are what Lesser used to be and still want to be. <laughs> Not a ton of the ball, very proficient with it, good at counterattacking, shots from outside the box. <coughs> and Lester were looking at them like they were looking in the mirror and saw a different reflection. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those sort of just weird feelings. Uh, but Neves and Podence got the goals. Both outside the box. Both good strikes. Uh, through traffic. 
Kasper Spiegel was unsighted, not totally on him. Although I think probably with Neves, he could have did a little bit better. Yeah. But really, well, uh, ultimately, not his fault. Well, Schmeichel's move also with the Podin's goal is to do what he normally likes to do: is blame everybody but himself. Well, that's true too. He Did does it? he does love a yell. I think at he his wanted, defense. I think he was trying to say that Jimenez was off sides. <laughs> yeah, and also yell at his well, defense. Well, he was. Yeah, but I, but he didn't interfere with the sight line. Right, and the referees agreed with well, that. Well, I just love it because he's one of those types that likes to walk up to the kicker on a penalty and yeah. talk a lot of shit and makes the ref walk him back and all that kind of stuff. But when it doesn't go his way, he's the first to yap and yell and run his mouth. So I just, I think he should maybe be D back. Like I think, I think Wolves are a good team, but they've got a bit of a horseshoe up their ass. Like I don't know how they've only allowed <laughs> what, like fourteen goals so far this year or sixteen. Yeah. Like I think, something like that. I think second there's like best, a four second best goals against hung on them at some point. They are the second yeah. best goals against team. There's a second best, uh, uh, second worst goals against mm. Leeds. Leeds, yeah. yeah, to only to Norwich. They've conceded fifty, saying yeah. five zero fifty fifty shades of Leeds. That's that's why that's why that's <laughs> they why they get fucked a lot. We're headed <laughs> towards sixty nine. Hey. hey, sure money. Again, if somebody has a better line than me, I'm not going to look close it out on me. I'll let it be closed out on you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sure Money, the uh, point in the show which we give you our recommendations to make sure that you can place your bets and make a ton of dough yourselves. So just to let you know, uh, in that spirit, I'm now down $907 for the season. Uh, but I digress, and I will pass it along to my good friend Sam, and he will tell you what he has to bet this week. How much are you uh, down? $907. I listened back. I was 807 last week. Mm-hmm. That's because um, I hit my bet this week, Sam. You know what that means? You're ahead of me. I'd imagine. I am now down only $775. Yes. From first to worst. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Oh, no. Pat's in the positive. He's way ahead of all of us. But Sam, 22.2% of the time. It works 100% of the time. I know you like the running number, Sam. That makes you feel better. I'm, I, I told you I was going to catch you. I told you I was going to pass you. But what I said was I went from first to worst. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, um, which I did. And, yeah. But not after this week. I got a good feeling about this one. Don't worry. Your kids will be fine. They'll be great. <laughs> you're not going to really gonna pay Johns Hopkins. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to lose their college fund. It'll be okay. Don't I'm going to live as soon as we're done here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, $25 on double zero. <laughs> I'm going to take one of the uh, makeup matches in the Roy Boy Derby. I'm going to take Palace to win and the under two and a half goals at plus 352. Interesting. Yeah, it's always actually. a good bet for Watford to not score. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's got to be one saying. nil or two nil. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Is there going to yep. be one nil or two nil? That's not exactly bad. Exactly what I'm actually. saying. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's pick of the week. Apparently, he lost too much money on golf and he doesn't have a bet this week. Psych, he has one. Because uh, he always has money in reserve. He writes in, uh, quote, Well, Wolverhampton got me a win again, and I'm up now $767. Hopefully it doesn't crash, uh, Boeing. Uh, so I'll keep going with this uh, with them this weekend, but I'll throw a favorite on top just to make Saturday interesting. So first I'll take Manchester City at minus one and a half goals over Everton at minus 130, and the Wolves to win straight up on the money line over West Ham at plus 275 on a $100 bet. That wins me 563 bucks. So next week, I'll be getting a tooth pulled, so I don't think I'll be able to join you. I will try to make a bet uh, before the painkillers kick in, or I'll probably not make any sense. 
You all have a good week, and I'll talk to you later. Excellent. Um, Mr. Graham, someone came prepared. Mr. Gecko has a bet. And, and now it's time for David Gecko. <laughs> so right now I'm zero, zero and zero with zero dollars lost, zero dollars won. Um, <laughs> Fuck, he's still ahead of me. <laughs> but uh, so I've got a bet. I All think right. Mr. Graham's going to enjoy it. Let's see. I've got Burnley plus 350 to beat Spurs on Wednesday. Ooh. Ooh. Because it's, it's at Burnley. It's Spurs. So they just beat City. So that means they'll They're definitely fuck this, fuck this one off. Yeah. And Burnley are, as soon as it looks the worst, is when they come the hardest. So, Burnley. <laughs> and I've got, a, I've got a bonus Champions League bet. Man U is traveling to Atletico Madrid, and mm-hmm. they just ran into Leeds, who the next game after you play Leeds, after expending all that energy, is usually shit, a.k.a. Villa at, uh, shoot, who was it the other week? Doesn't Newcastle. Matter. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was Newcastle right after Villa or uh, Leeds, rather. So I'll take uh, Atletico Madrid at plus one forty-five on the money line. That's not bad, actually. So plus one forty-five and plus three fifty. Okay. One of those hits, I'm I'm in the money. Yeah. All right, Mr. Graham. As I said, I'm down nine of seven. And you're so, behind who? In perfectly responsible fashion. You're behind me, right? I'm picking a game on each game day by the next time we record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so a four-way parlay. Uh, I have Tottenham to beat Burnley. Oh, no. Ride the wave, I think, maybe. Because Conte, if there's any manager in the world that's not going to let you drop off after a result like that, it's Antonio Conte. It'll go either way. They're going to lose 2-0 to Burnley, or they're going to beat him 4-0. Right? And I think Conte, who famously said, I prefer to kill him Mm. in an interview, is not going to let them drop off. So I got Tottenham over Burnley. I've got Southampton over Norwich. I've got Newcastle over Brentford, and I have a draw on Sunday, the only Sunday game, Burnley versus Leicester. Because Leicester, Burnley don't like to score goals. Leicester always concede goals, right? And famously haven't really been scoring themselves, but can if things go right. Burnley famously don't give up goals, right? <laughs> so a draw in that game is what I fancy. In that four-game parlay for a $100 bet, they gave me Plus $2,728. And I can fucking jack my way right in the first place. Heard. Going for it. Heard yep. jacking. I'm putting it right there. You know, that was a pretty mediocre segment. I couldn't even save it. But we give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. Kitty missed on City and sits at 13-9, and nine, so this week I gave Kitty Newcastle heading to London to face Bradford. Now, Kitty showed me a photo of her hosting a jam session in the coop with Phil Collins and Mark Noper. Knopfler. That's what I said. <laughs> Phil Collins and Mark Knopfler. That was dire straits. It was a dire comment, absolutely. Hey, well, the backyard is very acoustically sound. It's it great is. for a jam. I have no is. idea what the fuck you're talking one? about. What's that? Were you home for that one? Uh, no, I wasn't. I'm never home for the concert. I don't remember hearing it either. That must have been when we were out one night. Must have been when we were at the uh, urgent care for early morning Ugh. jam session. Always when we're not around. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, the Genesis frontman <laughs> loves his bees, and the Dire Straits frontman is a magpie through and through. So it looks like Kitty is picking a draw for this one. 
Uh, Sam, name one Dire Straits song. Do you know any? Teenage porno. Money for nothing, dumbass. I want my MTV. You know that? I want my MTV. (laughs) That was a really bad sting impression, but I appreciate Gekko jumping in and trying to save the day. Well, you know what I'm sure Graham does know? What's that? He knows to always gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! And this time you're muted. I did it. That was yeah, pretty but decent she tried to jump in it. with you, and Not she's bad. muted. Uh, so, championship corner. Um, this is where we go over the championship, if you couldn't tell. Uh, Huddersfield beat Fulham 2-1. to one. Uh, Middlesbrough lost to Bristol City. Cardiff and Blackpool drew 1-1. Coventry beat Barnsley as one of only two there or thereabouts teams uh, that didn't stutter on Saturday as West Brom lost 2-0 to Luton. QPR and Hull drew 1-1. Stoke drew 2-2 with Birmingham. Sheffield United thumped Swansea as the other team in that category. Bournemouth are back in second place, but the top ten are largely unchanged with Fulham in first, followed by Bournemouth, Blackburn in third, QPR in fourth, Huddersfield in fifth, Sheffield United in sixth, Middlesbrough, Luton, Forest, Coventry, rounding out the top ten. West Bromwich Albion have plummeted to 11th place now after a very terrible run of form. Thank goodness Steve Bruce is there. (laughs) It's It's saved. They're on the way up. <laughs> to the uh, middle of the table. Yeah. Also, hey. I do want to mention that Darby won. Yep. But Reading did too, uh, which is annoying. So Darby, though, are now just five points from safety. And I know that we only do the last round of fixtures for everybody complaining that I didn't go over what happened midweek. Mm. We only do the one round of fixtures because the championship still has 72 weeks to play. Yes. Uh, before oh the season's finished. So... Um, Darby 837 now- and three quarters of a game is still, still meant yeah. to be played. That three quarters of a match is very dire. Super Gotta important. be played. That's what happens when you get docked points. Yeah. Uh, so and Gekko can tell us all about the championship. He, he does it very I'm well. well. versed. <laughs> but Darby are now just five points from safety, which uh, they would have been closer. But like I said, Redding did get a rare win as well. Um, on the same game week. But they so. skipped the posh. They're now they're now above they're them They're now the table. above the posh, but the posh have a game in hand. The posh are also shite. Yep. Quick so shout I don't out. think they'll win it. Quick shout out to Huddersfield. Carlos Corbran, former Leeds United U23 manager, doing good stuff there. Very good. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that worries me about Huddersfield and their position in the table, they're maxed on all their matches. So everybody else with games in hand. Games I in know hand. points and yeah. Points on the board are more important, but when there's that many team with games in hand, shit's gonna but shuffle also, around. Also, nothing else ever went wrong when they appointed a second manager, a reserve manager to their first team. Yeah, nothing course. went wrong last time. Nothing went wrong. Nothing. David Wagner. I know he was a Schalke U twenty threes. Yeah, cunt. But he actually <laughs> got them promoted. Keeping the, keeping them up was yeah, a fucking miracle. The An absolute fucking miracle. That team never should have stayed up a se- more than a season. Yeah, but then he went back to Schalke as a first team manager, Coach Mustafi, and they went almost got relegated or did get relegated, or whatever it was. Well, now he's with Young Boys. I mean, at Young Boys. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. No, no, no. Saturday, YouTube. Saturday, satire. Young Boys burn. They beat Man U in the Champions League. Young Boys burn. <laughs> All right, that's going to Wankdorf. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Uh, Mr. Graham, any parting words? Uh, Yes, a New Zealand woman 
by the name of Michaela. I Something. Know. I, know, I saw the story, but I don't remember the player. Perfect hat trick of own goals in 36 Michaela Wood. minutes. Michaela Wood. Wood. Michaela Wood. Not necessarily relation to Chris Wood, but right. possible. They're from a small island together. Mm-hmm. Uh, hat trick of own goals. Perfect hat trick of own goals against the United States. In 35 minutes, she was subbed off four minutes later. Yeah. Hysterical. I mean, wouldn't they have done it after the second goal? Right? Hey, my, my, my question is, U.S. women are a bit of a powerhouse. Couldn't manage to score like one by yourselves. Like, yeah. like you, you needed her, not not their team, her to score all three of your goals for you. So <laughs> like, they're they're playing. They're playing in the She Believes Cup, right? Which <coughs> which there is a thousand other easily roll off the tongue names. Mm-hmm. The She Believes Cup, fine, no problem. But the headlines after this write themselves. She didn't believe, did she? No. <laughs> Was. No. One of the, I think maybe the Daily Mail, somebody like yeah. that. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, but it, very rare, a perfect hat trick of own goals. Of own goals. Right foot, left foot header. As she got the lot. Where was she for your D2 fantasy team? No shit. That is exactly the Fuck. person you need. Great minds think alike. Not, I posted that on the group page. Exactly. He stole it from me and didn't give you credit. That's okay. Not Kulisevsky, who I thought was a sound answer. Yeah. No, Fucking scored so well. 12. God right. damn it. Well, uh, Mr. Geckel, you're obviously going to stick around here for uh, injury time when we go ahead and drink some more beer, which we've got 8,000 to drink out there. And uh, it's going to be one of the few times I'm not going to pour myself more whiskey because there's tons of fucking beer out there. Oh. I'm doing um, the same thing. It's going to wrap it up, it. boys and girls. Like I said, next up's injury time. We're going to go ahead and preview the makeup and the weekend's action. We're also going to talk about our uh, adopted clubs and, of course, all the lovely beers that Mr. Geckel was so kind to bring us. Mr. Graham, should somebody want to find Injury Time, how do they go about doing that? It's www.betterthanbrody.com. Um, oh, sorry. No, that's the other thing. Sorry. That's the that's the beer review website. Sorry. It's uh, it's patreon.com backslash D football show to get in touch uh, uh, with $5, um, and then you get all our extra shit. I, that was such a good joke. Now I'm confused as to where uh, I am. Excellent. Uh, and then uh, visit the DU Drip Shack, which is all over our social medias in the bios, the links. You can get all the cool swag, um, all of the uh, the stuff that we like to wear on the show. Uh, a lot of really funny um, sayings on T-shirts as well, not just. I show might have stuff. to make a T-shirt that says "Better Than Brody." <laughs> Heard. There's just... not a better five dollars a month you can spend. <laughs> It's just very funny. There's a lot of, you know, STD stories and shit like that. Thank you very much, Mr. Geckle. <laughs> I appreciate the uh, shout-out for the Patreon there. Um, and uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Had a blast with you in studio. Cheers. Even though I drank all my whiskey, but uh, me too. Yeah, there we go. One more time. There we cheers up again. Um, and uh, boys and girls, yours truly as a host, I just have to say I apologize. This was hands down my worst performance ever. <laughs> I was fucking shit tonight. Much like Everton Football Club. Till next week, everybody. Hey, Houston. Yeah. Do better. Yeah, no shit. In honor of Veghorst, who knocked? Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. A.K.A. the fucking Gooner Graham Smoke of a lord Look straight in shorts 
get the fucking nuke button.